0: It's time once again for the Passion to Succeed podcast, where we explore the traits, mindsets, and attitudes of passionate and successful individuals. This show is for anyone who wants to make a difference, make more money, learn from the greatest minds, and discover how to be more successful in all you do and doing it with a pure passion to succeed. Here's your host, serial entrepreneur, successful author, and the world's most passionate master coach, Craig White.
1: Hi everybody, uh, joining me today we have an amazing lady, um, she is and has been an extremely successful entrepreneur over the last couple of decades and is actually considered um, the leading happiness coach um, in the UK, has a wealth of knowledge and experience and you know, really has got the experience of working on X Factor, um, being the life coach of Leona Lewis, we'll all know the success that developed from there, working with Olympic athletes and uh, celebrities and many business professionals across the uk and one of alex's core focuses and, and passions is women in business um she's a best-selling author and i'm really really proud to to be talking with her today um she's a best-selling author as i said of the a book called the happiness system for women and today um she's living true to her purpose and i think when you you you're living true to what really matters to you. You just have a fantastic life, and it's an absolute pleasure to have you joining us today, Alex. And I really appreciate you giving up some of your time to chat with us and share some of your wealth of inf- information and, I suppose, inspiration to the the women that are listening to this podcast show. Um, so, how well, are you? Delight-
2: yeah, I'm great. I'm delighted to be here. Thank you so much for asking me. I'm delighted.
1: No, it's a, it's a pleasure. And um, I mean, guys, I've met Alex a couple of times. I've been lucky lucky enough to see Alex um you know share some of her wisdom from stage um over the last couple of years and um always looks dynamite and fantastic on stage but really does give a great message of, across not just to women I think I know your focus is women in business and that's where your passion is maybe I'm in connect with my feminine side and really enjoy <laughs> enjoy your
0: show as well
2: <laughs> good to hear
1: yeah so how, how did you become a happiness coach I mean where where did it all start for you because
0: you've had quite an adventure Gosh.
2: I have. I came around the houses, I suppose, because there's no direct route that I know of to become a happiness coach necessarily, or there wasn't back in the day when I started, because um, I started off in life, as it were, professionally as a a marketing and PR uh, person. And I very much, you know, threw myself down that route passionately to a point where Um, I became very successful. I started my own marketing and PR business. And then suddenly, it hit me one day that I wasn't happy. um, And I wasn't fulfilled. And that really worried me because I'd worked so hard at becoming successful. in in a very sort of quite competitive industry. And, um, you know, I did actually love working with my clients. But I really, it was just one pinnacle moment. I remember I was sat in a boardroom with one of my clients. And I was actually bored, bored in a boardroom, not a good place to be. And I thought, crikey, is this all there is? Is this all there is for me? And that really petrified me that thought. Anyway, that I sort of, that thought never left me that fear never left me and i kind of kept talking to my friends and family about it and um they said you know well carry on this happens you know don't worry it'll pass but the feeling didn't pass and i it kept nagging at me that i should be doing something else i should be doing something else but i wasn't sure what and then one day just out of the blue as these things happen you know serendipitously that somebody said to me um well you'd make a great life coach Now, Craig, bearing in mind, this was about 15, 16 years ago in this country. And if you can set your mind back that far, really, life coaching was not as well known as it is today. And I said, that sounds great. Does that mean I work in a swimming pool? I mean, I have no idea what a life coach was. And as if by magic, my friend actually rummaged in her handbag and pulled out a leaflet can you believe all about life coaching so she handed it to me she went here you'd make a great life coach do this so I looked at it and I studied the leaflet and I went and found more information about it and I just thought yes this sounds just up my alley this sounds what I want to do so I trained for it I did all the courses and got my certification and everything like that and very quickly I dropped I left my uh, marketing and PR business, which people thought I was insane. They thought, "And why are you crazy? You've got all these clients and you're a successful business, but you're leaving it for this business that nobody knows what it is." Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of said, "Yes, um, call me brave or call me stupid. Either way, I'm doing it." And I did it, and I, you know, haven't looked back since. Because when I started initially with life coaching, I very quickly. Got it, you know, it it was just like a second nature to me. And I loved it incredibly, very passionate about it immediately and could see for the first time in my life a very long, clear future with this. And um, so I started my own practice. And uh, did very well and loved it and then thought, right, what's next? Because I am a bit like that. I'm kind of like go so far and then go, right, what's next? And uh, what I found was next was writing the book, The Happiness System for Women, because what I found was that there was two things. Firstly, Um, that I couldn't coach everybody I wanted to in the sense that I didn't have enough days or hours in the day to coach the people I wanted to coach or the people that wanted to be coached by me. The second thing was that I found that at that time, I was sort of saying the same stuff to people over and over again, and it was very much about the way to be happy. So I thought, well, if I wrote it down, then I could give a book to people I haven't got time to coach. Um, so really help people en masse. So that's what I felt I wanted to do. So how I got to write about the book really um, was studying happiness. So I went right back to ancient texts, you know, Marcus Aurelius and all the old philosophers, right the way through history to modern philosophy mm-hmm. and pulled out what I could see was a systematic approach to happiness, that it was a step-by-step Uh, method um, because up until that point people sort of found happiness to be quite a mystery and they thought well I don't know how to be happy and people were doing all the wrong things like uh, trying to buy happiness through uh, shoes, clothes, houses, holidays you know or trying to find happiness in somebody else like a boyfriend, a husband, wife, girlfriend, whatever and making all these mistakes and I thought well no you know I want to give people an absolute map to happiness that is a very very straightforward and that's when I sort of became a happiness coach I focused on happiness because that's what people want more than anything else in the world even above and beyond their health um so I focused on happiness and that's where it all sort of started from um then the book came out and and from the book that's when uh, the x factor uh found me and that's it sort of started from there it's
1: exciting really and I think it 's um do, do you think most people reach a similar point in life where they they question where they are in life they question their yeah. happiness and
2: back in back when it happened with me sort of sixteen years ago, it was um, a, a sort of a, a generation thing in the sense that the generation before us and possibly before that had the midlife crisis yeah <laughs> it 's about forty five yeah? yeah our generation had the thirty five year old crisis. And, and the generation now behind us are having an even younger midlife so-called crisis. I think because we stay younger longer and okay. these days that, um, yeah, people are sort of starting to question it. And I think the main thing is here, this is what I found, is that I was finding, I was coaching back in those days, coaching a heck of a lot of people who had, say, become a lawyer or another big profession like that because they thought they had to or they thought they should and actually didn't want to at all and that kind of thing happened with me in a funny way I thought well this is the you know marketing I quite like that I'm good at it so I'll go and do it but it actually wasn't my passion um and hence the big career change and I it happens for so many people you're quite right
1: Well, I think it takes you know courage and I think you you know obviously you made that decision some sort of 15 16 years ago and a lot of people yes. would have said hey you're crazy but actually yes. I think that's quite courageous <laughs> well um, thank you I think it is. And I think, you know, just listening to you there, a lot of people reach these points in their life where, and so I think that's common across probably the world, but certainly in the UK where people are, are falling into what they feel is the right thing or they're following somebody else's goal for them rather than being true to yeah. themselves. And they're, right. they're probably always going to get to this point. And I'm sure you've coached many people in in sort of making these decisions and having that courage yeah. to take the right steps in line with what's really mm-hmm. true to them. Um, I think,
2: I put it this way though Craig, I mean this is, you probably understand this completely, is that what, if you've got a decision like that to make or you've got that um, kind of nagging feeling in yourself that you're not in the right profession or you're not doing really what you want to do but you don't feel you're ready to move forward yet and change that, well let me, you know, let me suggest this, what if five years down the line you're still in the same place you're still having the same feelings that you're having now hmm. or 10 years down the line it's not happened yet and it probably looks like it never will now i mean can you imagine those feelings
0: scary you isn't it? You
2: feel? it petrifies you hmm. to think that things will never change because we put things off we procrastinate hmm. because of fear of the unknown and we know that it's going to take a huge leap of faith faith in ourselves and faith that when we jump the universe somehow will catch us and support us and in fact it always does but it's actually taking that breath and going okay i'm doing this and when you do very very rarely if ever do you regret it no
1: definitely but if you don't do it you will regret it yes um yeah, yeah i think so um so, so what? So, you you talk about you loved coaching people, and obviously still do, and have that yeah. that wider influence now because of the power of your book. And I know you do some fantastic seminars as well. I mean, what is it you love, loved, and love about coaching people? it what aspects of it do you really enjoy?
2: I'm reminding people of who they actually are, you know, because people come to me. Um, In all different states, if you will, some are stuck, some people can't slow down, Um, you know, too much going on in their lives. So however they show up with me, um, really what I'm doing with people, no matter what their issue is, um, is that reminding them of who they are and reminding them that they are a powerful creative being and not uh, a fearful uh, self doubting playing small creature I mean that's just uh, an illusion sure.
1: I think, uh, <clears throat> with your um, this this uh, book that you've you've written it's obviously a, a allowed you to reach that wider audience and offer the the mm-hmm. system for the happiness which I know your core focus is you know women entrepreneurs and, and women in business I mean take us through the principles in that that really are, are in place to kind of empower people I know you've there's a lot of things you focus on in increasing people's happiness levels their confidence um yes. I mean what's the core aspect of the book you know for the ladies that are listening um to us today yeah. um you know and they've you know maybe not come across you yet I mean where have they been for the last 15 years but <laughs> <laughs> if they if they've not you know come across you or been lucky enough to to meet yourself or see some of your your work and, and be inspired right. you know what what can they expect from the the book because I you know highly recommend that they'd get a copy
2: Sure. Well, bless you. I'm, I'm not actually omnipresent yet, but I'm working on it. Um, so, I, you know, if you haven't heard of me before, it's fine. You know, it's not your fault. It's my fault. Um, well, the, the actual core message of, of the book and what I actually tell my, my gorgeous, wonderful uh, women entrepreneurs uh, that I work with is um, and when they own a business, because we are very emotional creatures and that's perfect a lot of people see that as a weakness being emotional but actually it's an incredible strength and it's to really um understand that whatever work we do or choose to do um should be uh in order for us to be successful and happy and fulfilled and confident is it for to be an authentic expression of who we are so if what you do for a living is an authentic expression of who you are then you are going to be successful. Now, you need other strategies in place, obviously, for business models, et cetera, and that's what I teach as well. But coming from the core of who you are, it has to be authentic. If you are trying to be somebody you're not, that is where life becomes exhausting and frustrating Mm. and unfulfilling. When you are actually being your true self and playing large and, you know, not hiding away and shining. I call it, you know, a lot of the stuff that I, I do is called time to shine, is to shine from out, you know, from inwardly, outwardly, so people can really get the gift that you've been on this planet to give, because we all have unique gifts. We all have something to uh, to contribute uniquely to this world. And when you can tune in with that and connect with that and bring that forward into your life every day and have it as a vocation, then that is the ideal scenario.
1: I completely agree with you. I, I really, I mean, I've, I've learned and grown a passion over the years that I mm. think everybody has that, that inner power, that specialness inside them that's just waiting for maybe the right environment or somebody to believe in yeah. them. Or for them to reach a point in life where they say, hang on a minute, this isn't me. And they have right. the courage like you've had to maybe unleash what's inside them. But it's always been there. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe mm-hmm. sometimes society hinders that or prevents people from really living what's true to them. I mean, you call it your, your um, our inner diamond, Yes. Um, I mean, would you mind taking us through your your philosophy of what you mean by that? Sure.
2: Of course. Yes, I do. This is what I hold the the thing that comes from, um, you know, time to shine, because I believe that we all have the ability to shine. We were born with the ability to shine from within. This beautiful purity and, you know, power. And strength, like just like a diamond, I and mean, there's nothing tougher on this planet than a diamond. So naturally occurring. So I think that you know when you allow yourself to shine, and this inner diamond can get buried over time. You know, when people happen to us that aren't always positive in our lives, or situations happen to us that aren't always positive in our lives, then if we don't have a balanced guidance through it, then this. else and we hide away and i teach people how to you know dig up if you will and and bury this diamond and let it shine again naturally from within and when you do that you can connect with all your sort of innate inner resources like confidence and wisdom and uh, nurturing and power and all those types of things that we already have within us and reconnect you to that so that you actually feel that you're living the life that you should be living.
1: Well, that's exciting. So you you, you have um, on your website, alexandrawatson.com, which, um, albeit a man, um, I have enjoyed sort of scrolling around and having a nose, um, you have um, on there, you talk about um, easy ways with, for people to increase their happiness levels. Yes. Um, you know, for those listening, you know, what what instant sort of steps can you advise people to say hey look you know go and make a difference in your happiness levels right now today
2: yeah easy i love this bit are you ready yeah okay um first thing you do first thing you do is decide what happiness is for you for you personally okay now this may seem really simple but let me tell you this pressure influence and parenting
1: Alex sorry to sorry to interrupt there was a little distortion because we're on Skype I know both of us I I lost you there um we we got decide what happiness is for you personally and then we had a a couple of second breaks so sorry to ask you to from the beginning again I want people (laughs) to really benefit from us talking you know sure of (laughs)
2: course I'll repeat that um, like I said, you've got to decide what happiness is for you personally. Now, I know that sounds simple, but it's because the reason I say it is because through peer pressure, parents, society and community can tell us and, and definitely in newspapers and TV and all the media can tell us what we, happiness should be, should look like. But Absolutely, happiness for you has got to be a personal thing. So what makes you happy may not necessarily make somebody else happy, even your best friend or your sister or your brother or your mother. It's a very personal thing, and you've got to just sit down and decide what makes you happy and then go and pursue whatever that is. Now, a lot of people think, well, if I have more shoes, yeah, or uh, more successful, that will make me happy. Yeah. Thin models, and uh, I can tell you that that doesn't necessarily make somebody happy. So it's a very personal thing. So find out what happiness is for you and ignore what people are telling you what will make you happy. Okay, it's never anything on the outside. That's a hint. All right, there's never anything on the outside. Maybe some outdoor pursuits make you feel uplifted and boost your energy, and you can connect with nature that way. But happiness really is an internal journey. The next thing to do is to Get rid of what you have been buying into as far as happiness myths are concerned, which are things like, um, you know, I've heard this one before. Can you believe, Craig? And this is frightening when I hear this is people say, oh, I'm too old to be happy. Okay, (laughs) if you say so, you know, Um, just be careful what rules you're putting around yourself when it comes to happiness. What you're saying, well, this has to happen first. Before I'm happy, or I, be, you know, I will be happy when this happens. You know that is putting rules in the moment, and because you decide to be. Um, so really, then the next step would be for you to clear the pathway for happiness, which means that you have to get rid of the obstacles in your way. Which once you've cleared the myths. And the lies about happiness, which is all the material stuff and all the the nonsense I've just mentioned, and really understand that you have to get rid of negative beliefs about who you are. When you sort of exercise, if you like, negative beliefs about yourself, then that frees you up to accept who you are. yourself and then when we get to loving yourself we actually want to love ourselves unconditionally that's the pathway to true happiness because when you start to like yourself and then perhaps love yourself and not in a narcissistic way but in a true loving nurturing way and understanding with kind and kindness then you become unstoppable which means that life can then throw whatever it wants to at you you know any kind of hideousness god forbid but it can and you will feel happy no matter what yes you will feel sad at certain points because there will be things that happen that make you feel sad but you bounce back and you don't actually lose that inner core of happiness once you get to that stage then you like I say you become unstoppable and you really are what I would consider a truly happy person not faking it but you are really truly happy
1: so that's three really simple steps that people can Mm -hmm. start to work on and would you would you say yeah. one of the kind of the, the issues? That people don't spend really. I mean, th- these three core steps. You know, deciding what happiness really is internally and yeah. getting rid of the, the the rubbish, the negative, the myths you're talking, and then obviously really learning yep. to love oneself. I suppose it's like that philosophy. Yep. You can you can only truly love others when you you love yourself first.
2: Yeah, yeah, and, absolutely.
1: Yeah, and w- would you say you know these three simple yet powerful steps? It's people mm-hmm. need to actually maybe diarise, and I know me and you have talked to before about actually having deadlines to work within so that we get things yes done. yes um, <laughs> would, would, would you think you know an idea for people would to be say hey look you know look at this daily or maybe set mm-hmm. time aside daily or weekly or mm-hmm. somewhere in your life in your schedule to actually mm. focus on these three core elements of happiness
2: yeah I mean you can sum up these three in one particular very ancient um philosophy which you find in lots of different religious and non-religious philosophies, you know, type scripts, which is, know thyself. It's really about self-awareness and knowing who you are and what you want. Um, You can't say it more simply than that. When you know yourself, I mean really know yourself, not think, oh, I'm this Quiet or shy person who's not ready, and I'm fearful of this, and I can't do that. Not that's not true. Those are the negative beliefs. When you actually know who you are, like I said, this this powerful, creative human being—that's who you really are. When you know that for sure, then that's it. You know, you've got it cracked. And I think that um, there are other things as well. The reason I made a sort of a happiness system, if you like, a step by step, is because you've got to go down those three roads first before you can start doing things like affirmations or um start, like you say, to have decent relationships that are going to last, you know, without hang-ups and, and whatnot, because things have got to happen in a chronological order. That's what used to make me sort of chuckle sometimes when I saw... Uh, People say, well, you know, um, to be happy, you know, go and kiss a puppy or watch a sunset. That'll make you happy. Sit for five minutes and read your favorite magazine. Well, I know for sure that (laughs) that doesn't float everybody's boat, you know, that if you read if you actually ask a woman to sit down for five minutes and read a magazine, the first thing she's going to feel is guilty. Okay. All right, she's going to feel guilty that I'm not doing something. I'm not doing something. I'm not looking after my children or I'm taking this time off of myself. So, you've got to actually get to that place where you allow yourself the nurturing um, time off, if you will, the the self full time. Uh, So, you can sit down uh, with five minutes or more with your favorite magazine um, and be okay with that and not feel guilty about it. So, you know, women are complicated creatures, but it's a beautiful, complicated way we are. And so, Having a systematic approach to happiness makes sure that you lock in the real uh, aspects and characteristics of what inner happiness is before you sort of touch the outside and have other people's influences involved.
1: I I really love that. And I I really truly understand the power of spending times with oneself Mm. to really connect with what's true to us. I mean, obviously, as I mentioned at the beginning, you're living true to your purpose because now, one of the things I, I, I love and I feel I've noticed about you, you, you know, you, you're not just sharing this information, it's how you live. And I, I have a lot of respect for that because I know there's a lot of fabulous information out there that comes from all, all areas. We can consume, you know, inspiration from many areas, but I think it's just great yeah. to see somebody who, you know, walks the talk. And the, the, these philosophies are things that you actually live your life by and I, you can tell that, you can Definitely. hear it. Thank you. It's, um, it's,
2: I do. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, okay, I know I'm, I'm, I'm really kind of chatting um, to, to trying to get as much information out of you as possible. You mentioned something there, and just to kind of gain a little bit of clarity for people, you say, you mentioned things have to happen in a chronological order. What, what do you mean?
2: Well, it, you know, thank you for asking that, because it's a really good point that I can't emphasize enough, <clears throat> which means that a lot of people say that um, you know, the way to be happy is to have gratitude for example, to be grateful for what you have. And I get that. And yes, it's right. But you've got to approach gratitude in a certain way after you've done a few things first. Because quite frankly, it's very difficult to have gratitude, truly authentic gratitude, when you, for example, are resentful of somebody in your life. You have this holding a resentment for somebody. So to put the chronological idea in in, in into this point, then you would have to therefore go through forgiveness before then you could have gratitude, truly. You would have to get rid of those resentments and absolutely go through the the pathway of true forgiveness and forgiving people and forgiving yourself for certain things or whatever it is Mm -hmm. before then you could absolutely have gratitude because otherwise it's fake. It truly is. You know, I feel like I'm the the little boy in the the fairy tale, The Emperor's New Clothes. I mean, hello, The Emperor's Naked. That doesn't work. And I'm kind of a whistleblower for, for the fake information you get about how to be happy because I'm passionate about people understanding it and taking the mystery out of happiness for people. So if you're trying to be happy through gratitude, fantastic. However... You've got to get rid of all your um, anxieties and resentments before gratitude can actually work.
1: So in a way in, in a, a way, I suppose, let go in of the, the past in a in a in a in a way.
2: You you have to let go of the past because it's nothing to do with you.
0: Mm.
2: Really. I mean, you can um, have the argument, which is true, that you wouldn't be who you are today if it wasn't for the past. Absolutely, but you're in the moment. You know, we're living in the moment and I, I'm a planner, don't get me wrong. I love projecting myself into the future and planning ahead. That's great. But I'm very aware of the here and now and my choices that I make in the here and now because choices are another thing to, in all, you know, one way to true happiness is to make really good, powerful choices. But again, you can't make powerful choices or you'll be limited in the powerful choices you can make if you have negative beliefs about yourself. So, what you know something's got to happen first in order for you to make powerful choices in order for you to have gratitude, and then you know what I mean it's got to be a step by step process, and that's what i developed
1: yeah I, I i completely understand what you mean now, and I can see yep. how you can take that to a different aspects of life um, yes. to get the, the that philosophy of the chronolo- chronological chronological <laughs> <laughs> order sorry in you've got place. to be a
2: chronic yeah, you've got to have the chronological order otherwise it it does it's sort of doesn't do what it says on the tin Mm. you know you've got to have it in a step-by-step process and you've got to have it in the way you know first things first as the great Stephen Covey says and it's true you've got to have the first thing first okay if I want to be happy well the first thing is what is happiness for me second thing let's get rid of all the crazy ideas about what happiness actually was and then for women that can be a man coming along to save them or very recently in the last sort of generation is my work's going to save me
0: Mm mm-hmm
2: so, it's not about that. You need to get actually inside and internal and do what I call the internal work. Now, the internal work really consists of going through all these things and clearing the way, like your negativity and resentments and all that. But then also, it's actually refulfilling, you know, filling up the vessel again. And that's with positivity and uh, loving yourself and, uh, like you say, allowing and being open rather than closed, and even if you do have fears, and we all have fears on different levels, it's being able to have the, you know, make the choices around your fears, not because of your fears. Listening to your intuitive self, trusting yourself, all of these incredibly important things to do, because if we live our life based on fear, then we are going to live a very mediocre life unfortunately because that's all we will allow ourselves to do but when we come from our our intuitive self and our you know our soulful voice or a gut feeling if you will Mm -hmm. then we have a more powerful courageous and vibrant life
1: yeah i I think we're here where we have this life to live abundance don't we and you know have be become and (laughs) have the feelings and enjoy Mm -hmm. what life's meant to be um yeah I, lo- I, I, love how you, I love how you yeah. talk about like you know being emotionally driven as well, and you know how mm-hmm. you know women are very emotional. But yes. I think we're emotion we are emotionally driven. We're not intellectually driven, are we? It's the emotions that are that incredible strength you that I think yeah. we all carry.
2: And that's all about the awareness I was talking about as well, is aware of your emotions because emotions are actually feedback. So when you're feeling really, really good about something that you're doing, that your emotions are high, your adrenaline's high, your endorphins are high, your serotonin's high. So you're going to feel great and empowered and, and sort of motivated. And so you listen to that. You follow that. You keep going for that feeling. And as soon as something feels down or low energy or not so great or icky in some way, you can't quite put your finger on it, you stop doing it. I know in the past... I know some parenting and I understand the philosophy behind it is that you push through, you know, keep going, push through this, you know, keep going. I think it's a little bit crazy. I think you should actually just move, forget about your weaknesses or something you don't like and move towards what you want to do and what you do like and what you're good at.
1: 100% agree with that. Focus <laughs> on, on, on the power that we carry.
2: Yeah, let's do it the easy way, not the hard way.
1: <laughs> yeah, I completely agree with that. So, um, another another kind of real core aspect, I, I believe, is confidence. Um, yes, and mm. I think sometimes people lack confidence, maybe because of their social environment, um, yeah. uh, you know, maybe necessarily their beliefs and the negative baggage that they carry. But you yeah. you also have some simple secrets that you share with people on your website to create confidence. And I know people will, yeah. will give people your website so they can go and check it out for themselves as well. Maybe get you yeah. know more info and get your sure. book, et cetera. But what, what can we share with people about creating that instant confidence and unleashing that sure. inner strength that we're talking about?
2: Of course. I'm um, just to let you know that there are, there's a lovely freebie on the website too, that they can just go and get. So just go and have a look at that. It's, it's a, a, an audio of me telling you how to be unstoppable in happiness and, and confidence. So, Brilliant. That's a perfect freebie for them to go and get my, my gift to them. Um, but yes, what, what, what are the core secrets to it? Well, confidence is a really interesting one, actually, because it is something you can actually fake.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, hands up, who's faked being confident? <laughs> yeah. yeah, hello.
1: That act-as-if <laughs> so, attitude, isn't it?
2: Act-as-if, you know, and I've seen very, very
1: well-known people
2: um off stage and screen fake it you know absolutely fake their confidence um and people that you would surprise you that you think are super confident and because of their demeanor and whatever but it's something you can fake hurrah you know that's it i am all for faking confidence <laughs> in the sense that you know fake it till you make it and i think that you know don't fake anything else only confidence all right because confidence when it's one of those things that it's like a muscle We've already got the muscle within us, but sometimes it's something we've not used quite often. Therefore, it's a bit flabby as a muscle. So we need to work it out. So in in order to work it out, work out that muscle and get it stronger and to be more of a part of what we do on a daily basis is to imagine yourself feeling confident. This is what I call mental rehearsal or visualization, if you will. And that is just to remember a time that you felt really confident uh, and we've all had those times, just even if it was just a tiny moment at one point in your life where you felt really good about yourself and very, felt confident and relaxed and happy, you want to get back to that memory and work on that memory. Use that memory and you know, make it a bigger memory, longer, really act into it, revisit it with more power, color, so all the senses alive and really remind your body of what that felt like. And do that often to remind yourself. Now, that's one way to do it. And there's other ways to do it, which we do naturally without even thinking about. So it's a subconscious thing we do. And that is, for example, if you've got an interview or an important meeting, for example, that you go to, we always dress up, right? We put on clothes that make us look smart or make us look more capable or -hmm. confident. And that's a great thing. You can actually put on clothes to make you feel better. So use that too. You know, go in your wardrobe. What makes you feel good? What makes you feel better and more confident? Wear that stuff. Because I know you make, you know, you feel different going around in your tracky bottoms than you do in your best power suit, right? There's a difference, an energy difference and a shift in us that's made when we put on different clothes. So use that too, okay? It's a very, very simple thing to do. But do it. I've got a pair of shoes that I wear on stage. I don't know whether you noticed them, Craig. But <laughs> I
0: did. <laughs> you can't miss them. <laughs>
2: I, I love these shoes because they, they are, I get loads of compliments of these shoes. They're absolutely fabulous and I love them to death. And they're really high heels and I don't usually wear high heels a lot, but they're really high these beautiful satin purple shoes and I put them on and bam, instantly I'm in that super confident mode. And you can train yourself to do that. It's very, very simple. We can train ourselves to be in any state actually, but in confidence, yes, you can do this. This is the easiest one to do. So find a piece of clothing, whatever it is, when you put it on, think, yes, I feel confident. Yes. And then you can just wean yourself off the piece of clothing, but keep that feeling. Yeah. No, and we, we do it as babies we do that as babies and we could do that now we can emulate how we want to feel by just recalling a feeling we've had before and then making it more ever present and uh, focus on it more and that's how you create it within you
1: i love that and it just it, it reminds me i've got a friend who's who's actually a magician and he's quite you know maybe shy off the stage but as soon as he puts that magician's hat on he's right he's just he's he's a performer Yes. And that confidence yes. is unleashed. And um yeah, I think, you know I I remember actually I'll share a quick story with you, if I may. I remember being in Rome. Um, yes. we're going beautiful. back some years, beautiful city. I love love, I love the Italian Rome. culture. And mm-hmm. I, I I was staying in the Cavalieri Hilton Hotel and a beautiful mm-hmm. hotel, probably one of the most spectacular hotels I've stayed in. And yes. I remember I, I bad habit at the time, Alex, I smoked at the time and I remember walking down the shop yes. for some cigarettes. Now I'd had a little bit of a party with some friends the night before, and I wasn't feeling at my, my best. Mm-hmm. Um, and I probably wasn't looking at my best either. But what I noticed was, yeah. as I walked to the shop, all these Italians, uh, the locals, were mm-hmm. dressed looking sensational. Yes. You know, they, they looked fantastic just to go to the shop to get the morning's paper and a packet of cigarettes.
0: Right. And I could see that yeah. they
1: walked strong. They walked confidently.
0: Yes, And here's proud. me
1: not looking so great, not feeling so fabulous, <laughs> kind of dragging my feet I a down. little bit. And it really made a strong impression <laughs> on me about the, you know, exactly what you're saying, you know, dressing for success and how that actually yeah. makes you feel great from within as well. It,
2: it sure does. And it, what could be easier, you know, mm. very easy thing to do. And so why not do it? And actually just talking about that a little further, I've got this story. I don't know whether you heard this one about Beyonce. Okay. Um, you know, just coming off the back of your, your lovely story about your, your magician is that, uh, Beyonce, when she goes on stage and she does those amazing performances mm. that she says, it's not me that's doing them. She says she has an alter ego that she calls Sasha fierce oh. and she turns into Sasha fierce when she's on stage and then she's Beyonce off stage. So I think that's fascinating that she creates an alter ego. And I know a lot of other performers do the same similar type of thing is that they create an alter ego that they've become when they perform. And we all perform in, in in life anyway for one level or another. I don't have to actually have stage lightings and cameras. We all have a sense of performance, whether it's at work or at home or whatever it is. And actually, I think that's a fun thing to do. You can create your own <laughs> <laughs> uh, project to work on or you've got a big event to go to or a big meeting or an important interview or something like that create this super persona of your bigger shinier self and step into it and walk around in it and use it and you could always come out of it again later but you know see how it feels
1: that's 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 exciting i'm sat here with a smile on my face
2: (laughs) i'd love to know what yours looks like craig (laughs)
1: Oh love it brilliant Hey, well, I I think it's been a pleasure talking to you. Do you know? I I think you're, I, and I can see and understand why you're you're a mentor to so many women in business and entrepreneurs. Um, you, I mean, you must have your mentors. Who who are your mentors, Alex? If you don't mind me asking.
2: No, not at all. I've had so many over the years, and I've had some amazing ones. I always have tried to go to the best I can find. Mm. You know, um, because that saves you time, energy, and money, right? Of course. Um. I've had a lot of people come to me because they've chosen mentors that didn't do that for them, you know. Um, So I've always made sure that I've chosen really fantastic mentors. And one of the first mentors I had was Mark Victor Hansen Mm -hmm. um, and Robert Allen. They were, you know, the two of the probably still, uh, I'm not sure about how how they rate with J.K. Rowling, but some of the um, Mm best-selling Robert Allen did The One Minute Millionaire and all that. So, those guys taught me an incredible amount, and I was with them for three years. Um, And then Jack Canfield himself, you know, the other author of Chicken Soup for the Soul. There's been Marianne Williamson, um, of course, from Return to Love, um, Ilanya Van Zandt.
1: Yeah, we've lost you for a few seconds no. again there, Alex. I do apologise.
2: <laughs> wonders of Skype. Yeah. I um, was yeah, just saying, Ray, uh, from...
1: Yeah, we've lost you. you again. I'm not sure if you can hear me. As I said, the wonders of Skype. Are you back with us? Okay. Almost? Oh, there you are. We've got you back. I do apologise. Yeah, so Ma- you're saying Marianne Williamson and...
2: Yes, uh, Dr. John Gray okay, uh, yes. from Men of from Mars Women of St. Venus made um, yeah. me a lovely testimonial on my book too, which was very kind of him. Um, and more recently, um, I've sort of been looking towards people who are more business orientated in the sense that because I'm really fascinated with business you know I think it's such an incredibly interesting thing to be is to have your own business and it's incredibly challenging but so fascinating and so fulfilling so more business people I've been reading like crazy all the different biographies of of well uh, known and um very Uh, successful business owners I just can't stop learning really I I want to learn as much or you know as much as I can and I think you know and I definitely tell other people to do the same is never stop learning always keep learning and get mentors whenever you need to because mentors do many things for you but the main thing they do is they give you a quantum leap in life and they can um, jump you from where you are now to you know years ahead and that's why I've always used them myself and I always will.
1: Yeah, I, and I think you know it's a, a shining example of you know the the importance of continuous and never ending improvement, really, and you know that philosophy yeah. of you know the more we learn, the more we become. And I think it's a passion. Hmm. Indeed,
2: it's a passion to learn more because you know one of the reasons that we're on this earth, really, I think, is is not only to give our gifts but to um, and fully express who we are, but actually to. I mean, I know we have unlimited potential, but to really stretch the boundaries of our potential and to really see how far we can go and what we can become, who we can become. Um, Because I've always said, you know, in this country, I think um, there's a slight wobble when it comes to money. Other countries, especially the United States, are quite happy about making money. That's the the American dream. But over here, we're far more reserved about making money. But actually, my point is really about money is um, because a lot of entrepreneurs come to me and say, you know, I'd love to do what I do. Um, I don't need to get paid for it. You know, I'd happily do it for free. Whereas that's wonderful. And I love working with heart-centered entrepreneurs who, you know, work in those types of industries, the service industries where they're just helping people. Um, But at the same time, they've got to understand that money's not a bad thing, you know. Money's a good thing because what actually is, the more successful you you become, and therefore, excuse me, the more money you get, it's actually stretching you and challenging you to be a bigger version and a better version of yourself. So I don't see money or um becoming wealthy is a bad thing i see it as a very good thing because it's who you have to become in order to be successful really that is personal development itself um because people always say to me well i'm happy to give away what i do and i say well that's not serving the world if you do because whatever you do has to be an exchange of energies and that means that so whatever you help somebody do they really should you know give you an exchange of energy back. Now, back in the days, that was bartering, right? We used to barter a bag of rice for a bag of peas. Now it's money. The commodity we use is money. And therefore, you know, be happy about that. Be happy that you are going to be paid well for what you do because what you do is of great value. And I think that that's what I teach a lot of the women that I work with who have their own businesses. So encourage them to move towards being the best version of themselves, to play big and to shine fully. I think that's the, the most important thing.
1: Well, Alex, do you know, it's an absolute pleasure being speaking with you today and I'm, I'm positive, you know. You. Um, our, our, our female uh, women in business uh, listeners have loved today and hopefully they'll yes. connect with you and, and look upon you as an inspiring mentor and I'm sure... Those uh, men of the world that are in connection <laughs> with their their feminine side, like myself, I like to believe. Yeah, <laughs> um, we with... love
2: you too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We've enjoyed the show as well, Alex. Thank you very much. I know you're going to be watching the rugby today. I and, am. Um, Go England. Yeah. So you, you have a, a lovely afternoon, Alex, and thank, thank you, you for too. joining us
0: all
2: my pleasure Craig bye bye
0: if you enjoyed today's show we would appreciate it if you would like most people share through social media then subscribe rate and provide a review over at iTunes and SoundCloud that's all for today thank you for joining us the Passion to Succeed show is brought to you by passiontosucceed.com get over to the website subscribe and join the community of passionate people